everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 235th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. So I just realized right before recording this that apparently we've been doing this show for five years now. So this is uh, the week of our fifth anniversary for the Jurassic Park Podcast, and I just want to say thank you so much to each and every one of you that have listened over the past five years. It really makes me so incredibly happy to have you along for the ride with all of us and and to all the contributors here who have participated in and really worked incredibly hard on a product that is a community product. You know, it's not my thing. It's not just for me. It's not my uh, my deal here. It's everybody's. It's everybody out there, and it's yours, the listeners as well. That's what I love so much about this show. And five years ago, I set out to make this show, and I think you know we have gradually gotten there, and we are here. And it, it I think it's exactly what it needs to be. Um, of course, there's certainly room to grow, and I'm sure we'll we'll do plenty of that over this next uh, this next year. This the this is this the sixth year. No, this is the fifth year. Yeah, okay. That's, I don't know how time works, guys. Um, but <laughs> I am so incredibly happy to celebrate the fifth anniversary with you guys. And uh, and just, uh, you know, after the we- the news from this past week, we know there's going to be many, many, many more years to come of Jurassic goodness to talk about and to discuss and to theorize about. So we'll be here with you guys each uh, I guess for each and every film coming up in the future. So thank you so much for five amazing years of this podcast. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this one as well. So in today's episode, we're going to be heading out to the tower, boosting the signal and relaying all the latest news and community topics in the Jurassic Wire. Aaron Byer and I will tackle some of the most recent news and rumors. And of course, we hope you like everything that we feature in the latest iteration of the Jurassic Wire. Of course, as always, all debates and conversations in this segment are our own opinions and insights from things that we've seen in the news and around the community. Of course, stay tuned to the beginning of the segment to hear exactly what we'll be discussing if you didn't already read the title of this episode. But uh, before we get started, let's go ahead and take care of some business. Over on the website, uh, of course, I've been featuring this each and every week, and there's been a lot of weeks of quarantine. So please, guys, stay safe, stay Jurassic. Use that hashtag. Continue to use it because we're always trying to stay safe over here. And Tom has all kinds of information up at the top of our website. Just click the banner for all kinds of amazing information during this quarantine period where you need something to do, something to stay Jurassic. Um, Also on our website, Tom wrote up an article about this uh, Frank Marshall news that popped up this past week. Um, Him talking about the fact that uh, we're going to have Jurassic for years to come, it seems like. So uh, go check out that article on our website as well. 
and maybe you'll hear us talk about it today in this episode. Uh, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, yeah, and um, over on YouTube, uh, we did this thing last week where we watched um, all the rides and attractions for Jurassic. So featuring you know Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, um, rides, attractions, things that you actually go to, visit, whatever the case may be. We went all around the world during this quarantine when we were actually just in our houses. And we watched... All those rides together over on YouTube during one of our watch parties. It was so much fun. And it was actually pretty long. I was actually really surprised. There are so many attractions, so many, uh, you know, extinct attractions that we actually went back and watched as well. We did a lot of comparing, contrasting, talking about what would be better. um, And it was just so much fun. So please go check out that video as well. And this week, we're actually going to be continuing the watch party trend. And we're going to be watching Lego Jurassic World, The Indominus Escape. Uh, That is a video that you can find over on Netflix. So hopefully our listeners out there have Netflix. You can actually watch the uh, Lego short on Netflix. Bring us up on YouTube and watch along with us. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be watching that. uh, What is today? Today is going to be Monday. (laughs) Uh, What what month is it? It's May. (laughs) I'm so lost. It's Monday, May 25th, and we're going to be watching that at 9 o'clock over on YouTube. So please join us Monday, May 25th over on YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also this week, if you want to hear uh, the upcoming segment uh, of the Jurassic Wire for May, you can actually watch the entire video over on YouTube. So myself and Aaron uh, created, or he created this awesome looking card that we can put up on YouTube where you can see us talking and uh, you can see both of us. You can also see some images of things that we're talking about. I tried to put up as much as I could while doing the discussion and it was a blast. It was really cool, and uh, we, we kind of did this back uh, a few weeks back. We did like a, a top five or something like that, and we recorded ourselves and then put it on YouTube afterwards. But um, this week, it's the Jurassic Wire, and you'll hear us for two uh, two hours. Uh, you can watch us for two hours talking about the stuff and see the pictures. So if you want to go do that instead of listening to us right here, you can do that as well. So we're visual entertainment now, too. And also this week, we do have another Dino Facts Friday. This coming Friday, the 29th, uh, you can check out Tom Fishenden's Jurassic World Evolution Series featuring some facts about the Pteranodon. It's going to be an awesome video, so make sure to check that one out. But I think that about does it for this week. Why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with another iteration of the Jurassic Wire. debate over Isla Nublar rages on. They're taking no chances of a repeat of the San Diego incident. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic change. The U.S. Senate has convened a special committee to answer a grave moral question. Roger that. one clear for takeoff. Begin tracking. Copy that. Go, go! Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Wire. I am Brad Jost, and my co-anchor for this program is Aaron Beyer. The Jurassic Wire is the segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast where we discuss all the latest news on the Jurassic Saga and the latest conversations in the Jurassic community. Today, we're going to be discussing Generation Jurassic, a new era of Jurassic content, 
and Camp Cretaceous toys and art style. But before we do all that stuff, get into all that deep stuff, let's welcome in Aaron Beyer. How you doing, dude? You excited? I'm doing great. I'm super excited. We <laughs> won. The Snyder Cut is coming out. <laughs> I was like, what did we win? <laughs> Forget everything else. So yeah, today, excited, yeah. Yeah, forget I'm talk- we're talking about all that stuff that I listed. It's only Snyder Cut stuff from here on only out. Only Snyder Cut. <laughs> That's it. Um, I'm doing good. I, I feel like uh, we've got a new thing going right now. So if you're watching this via YouTube, you can actually see us talking about it, see some images that we're going to post. If you're on the podcast, you, you it's don't. It's the same. You, well, yeah. Just no. Actually, you don't get to see any of it, any of that stuff. So it's going to be uh, – eh. I don't know. Maybe maybe might be better off shooting for the YouTube version. I mean, I don't know. I like I listen to a bunch of podcasts that are like video versions yeah. out there and I still listen to the podcast like exclusively see, see. for other things. So <laughs> or you know what? Listen to each one and don't give a click on both. That's that's the best uh, advice ever. Is just do both. <laughs> right. Listen to the just podcast and do the video version. Um, it's not like you're missing out on anything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to talk about this cu- stuff because I feel like there hasn't been a ton of new Jurassic stuff over this this quarantine period here. Um, obviously, like everything's been shut down. There hasn't been much news from the production and uh, you know stuff like that. We're really not getting too much. The theme parks are closed down. Uh, the live tour is not on. So we have a few things here that are kind of exciting. Um, I'm ready to get into that. So what do you think? Should we get into that? Yeah, I mean, let's totally let's let's get into it. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> it was so actually, first though, you're right though. Things were really slow. Yeah. The most exciting thing up until like I feel like today was that Colin Trevorrow and Emily Carmichael were on, uh, talking. No, the an- yeah. oh animal talking. Animal talking. <laughs> Animal Talking, uh, which is like a talk show that takes place inside Animal Crossing. Yeah. And that was really exciting. It was fun to be a part of. That was kind of going to be our – that was one going to be one of my topics for today. But I think all these news stories that cropped up this week kind of like blow that out of the water. Just considering there was nothing really new brought up in that mm-hmm. interview. Um, the Jurassic yeah. community got a nice bit of recognition and a shout-out though. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, they did, you know, say that Jurassic community is like one of the nicest communities and and just a bunch of good people. Colin commented on that and said the same thing. Um, but yeah, the the show itself, while really cool and I think pretty darn innovative, uh, it, it didn't really reveal too much for us Jurassic fans. So that was that no, was kind yeah. of a bummer, but it was still really fun no matter that, no matter whatever happened there. So right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this first one, Generation Jurassic, this one popped up. Um, I don't know. It was it wasn't like just this past week or so. It was like maybe a little a little bit back. But it really, um, I think it, it leads a lot for us to question about what the future of yeah, I think so too. Is, you know, so Generation Jurassic. It was um, you know, it's just a trademark that was put out there. Um, right. So it doesn't really tell us much about it. It just says uh, marketing services, namely marketing, promotion, and advertising for a motion picture franchise. So what do you what do you take um, off of that information there, Generation I, Jurassic? Like, I like it. I like it in wording. It kind of worries me that, like, so I wasn't, like, a big fan of the Maisie uh, 
I guess not really a spoiler at this point. I'm assuming if you <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, right? But like, yeah. I wasn't a fan of like the Maisie cloning storyline. So, okay. Generation Jurassic leaves me a little worried that we could take this universe and expand it so much now into like other forms of cloning and like creating uh, nature things that like. I feel like Generation Jurassic is saying like, yeah, we can go further with this and we're not going to do dinosaur movies anymore. And you're going to remember yeah. the first six movies as Generation Jurassic. But that's silly, right? Like that's, I, that's crazy. I love, I love your really insightful scientific term, nature things. Na- <laughs> nature things. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of nature things out there we could explore, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Birds, I mean, dinosaurs, trees. I don't know. Like two minutes into that, you've broken me already, man. Yeah, nature things, obviously. Uh, you're about, you know, nature thing. Find a way. Um, I, I, I think yeah, it has a lot of potential to mean like, uh, as as far as marketing is concerned. Uh, obviously, we have um, you know, a, a generation of fans, you know coming to this right. franchise and new generation upon generation, like just being revealed to this franchise. Um, also the return of several major characters. Um, so that's an exciting thing. So it could be used as a marketing ploy to say like generations of people are here uh, to witness the return of Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler and Ian Malcolm, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know if it has any deeper meaning or, or anything. Personally, I feel like the word, I, I would have liked the wording to be maybe Jurassic Generation better. <laughs> that just, it feels like it flows better for me. See, that that's what I was thinking. Like, if it was that, that's even more scary to me of being like, yeah, we're taking this world and we're moving away from dinosaurs. Like, Generation mm-hmm. Jurassic, to me, that's just like marketing, like yeah. synergistic uh, marketing speak. So, um jealous that i didn't come up with it and coin it and myself uh because i i kind of i dig the phrasing a lot um but you know it is it is what it is good on them for for picking it up and 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 coining it so uh i'm excited to see what that leads to as far as like toys maybe after dominion maybe the toys are just marketed as you know generation jurassic and maybe that's what we move into maybe it's not jurassic world anymore i don't know yeah i mean that that is fair um what for the toys we had um the uh what was it called um i'm blanking of course right now it's a name Uh, of the uh, primal attack no the legacy the legacy collection that was the one i was oh sure yeah yeah. oh yeah totally something like that too yeah i guess it could be something like that um i don't know i mean it's not really much to discuss per se but um it does, I guess, lead us more into the future of the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's it's something that I guess you could maybe, I don't know. I don't well, know. I feel like it, 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 it actually just sounds like marketing. Our next, it takes us to our next like segment of talk topic because yeah. like by this point with Star Wars after episode eight, everyone was looking for, everyone was talking about the conclusion. What's the conclusion yeah. going to be? What's the what's the final what's the finale and i feel like coining this term now and Mm -hmm. then part of what we're going to talk about next with frank marshall it's like no we're not we're not ramping down at all we are just getting going well yeah actually going to the star wars stuff too yeah it was such a big deal for them to be like 
this this is the end of the saga, the 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 final right. chapter, like all that right. speak. So there was a lot lingering on the fact that this is the end of what you know. Um, so this could be that same kind of thing. This is the end of a generation Jurassic. That didn't make any sense. Uh, you know, the end of a Jurassic generation. That's why I feel like it flows better that way. Um, but outside of that, I don't think it has any bigger meaning. But I'm excited to see if they take that route. Um, despite what we are going to talk about next, it still could be the end. You know, this is still the end. We, we, we're we're going to talk about a new era coming up, but this could be the end of an era as well. I mean, it has to be. If there's a new era, it has to be the end of an era. So this is the Generation Jurassic, I guess you could say. What is next? Generation Cretaceous? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Generation Jurassic, is, I, that's got to be their new... See, I think Jurassic World, though, is such a good... I think it's so that's so encompassing. Generation mm-hmm. Jurassic has to be bigger than that, right? You're talking about a generation. Generation yeah. is bigger than world in the sense of s- scale, right? Oh, they're, I know they're I mean, not yeah, one to but one. It's just it's literally like if you just combine all these six films together, that is your Generation Jurassic, I guess you could say, right? Like that is it. Is that I wonder if that's basically like wrapping up the park saga. Exactly. That's kind of what I've been thinking, actually. That's nice. It's a nice tie in there because I've been saying that a lot recently where I feel like kind of like the last movie did this, too. And also still talking about Star Wars is uh, The Last Jedi talked a lot about like you know, uh, forget about the past, burn it or kill it if you have to or whatever, you know, like right. Kylo Ren talked about killing the past. And then even in Fallen Kingdom, uh, um, Eli Mills says something like it, it's all in the past. You know, all that stuff is in the past. Right. And and I feel like I feel like that's where we've led to is none of that matters. I remember I don't I don't know specifically who asked it, but somebody recently asked online um do you think InGen has a place in the future here? And honestly, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think InGen's a thing anymore. I don't think anything from the past makes any sense moving forward. Because if you're if you're off the islands, if you're you know completely out of there, what does it matter anymore? You know, you're talking about fringe ag- right. agencies maybe cre- creating their own. Um, has nothing to do with InGen. Uh, Doctor Wu, whatever he's up to, he's not going to be tied to InGen anymore. Um, well, so he really, hasn't been for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, the yeah, the InGen brand is kind of a, a a bit of a different thing these days. It's more of like a security firm than than part of the whole park, I guess you could say. Like it used but to. But he feel. wasn't working for InGen in Fallen Kingdom. Mills was the enemy of InGen, right? Yeah. yeah. See, this is it, this is all kind of like where I think things are kind of interesting because you could say, in my mind, I could say that like. Um, Vic Hoskins, Eli Mills, Dr. Wu all worked together. And Vic Hoskins obviously had his ties with InGen. Um, so what if well, this yeah, whole I mean, thing is... is it... He worked for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, right. he's got these direct ties, but like, did InGen become their own offshoot <laughs> evil company, like evil brand. It doesn't matter. Um, it, like you said, you we know? just got to move away from it. Like InGen exactly. isn't what InGen was when we were kids. And so yeah. like, to me, like it, 
it was so weird to me in Jurassic World when InGen rolls up in like Hummers or whatever, and it's like, wait, what? Why? I mean, it, it's not exactly because it kind of it kind of plays right off of the Lost World, right? It like does. The, but... the, it says InGen on the side of that chopper. Why the yeah, two but... teams? All InGen is, it's a bioengineering <laughs> firm. Like they shouldn't have to have like military grade equipment. Like I never. I never assumed that like InGen had a bunch of this military equipment like laying around I, in the mm-hmm. Lost World. I was just like, well, InGen is going on a mission, so they bought they, and yeah. equipped equipment like that, and so like all of a sudden that became like what InGen was. And it's like, well, that's not really what InGen is. That's what InGen had to adapt to to capture these animals. I assumed that once the park in San Diego was up and running, they weren't going to have that stuff. They were going to sell it off or. Mm-hmm. auction it off or, or have some of it you know for security purposes but for <laughs> the most part like, it. it's an asset that you just liquidate yeah. because you're a you're a bioengineering firm you're not a militant like security firm well yeah i mean that's all that was all in the past because they are they are now so right but, yeah but from here on out i i still feel like none of that matters and Anything from the past doesn't matter. So the next generation of films and in, in, in this saga, yeah, yeah, it could be a whole completely different thing. And and uh, that's why I think I think like the this whole almost like the Star Wars like ending the saga. It, it still might be a, a ploy that they're going to use with the marketing because they still might be ending the park story. You know, like the Jurassic Park story, John Hammond, you know, maybe John Hammond gets no mentions from here on out, um, any of that stuff. Because what does uh, an incident in Isla Nub- on Isla Nublar in 1993 matter in 2020, it, you know? It doesn't at this stage, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're we're way beyond it. Um, yeah, it, it's not going to matter. Like the history of Jurassic Park probably shouldn't matter. I'm not going to say in mm-hmm. Dominion, but like in the ne- in the film after that, if there is it, well, there is, and we can talk oh, about yeah. that. But like, <laughs> um, the next film, it's like, yeah, like what yeah. does Jurassic Park really matter? Um, aside from all of our nostalgia, you know, yeah, uh, oh and yeah, style, it, but... it matters to us. That's what it matters yeah, to. But exactly, outside exactly. of that, like in 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 world terms, InGen doesn't matter whatsoever, and right. and unless like. You know, they're which would I mean, I would be fine with it if they're just like InGen rolls up and they're going to be the team to capture all these dinosaurs that, you know, fine. It makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. But it reminds me of like where the walking dead in season one, like, I mean, spoilers for the walking dead. If you haven't seen that show for 10 years, <laughs> season, <but> one. Like, <laughs> season one, they roll up like on like the CDC and they like, yeah. they, they explain what is kind of happening which uh-huh. they shouldn't have done, but they did it. They explain kind of what is happening in the world. And I feel like we're seven or eight years removed from that. And then in the show, we're even further out now. We're like probably 15 years from that moment. Yeah. And it's like, does that really matter? Like that big CDC twist at the end of season one has nothing to do with anything anymore because it's so yeah. far down the line. The world is so far gone that yeah. they just have to move on. And I think that's where Dominion will take this. It's that, I think Dominion will end in real time, just like all the other Jurassic movies do. But then I mm-hmm. think we could have spinoff movies that are Jurassic World, but Jurassic Park no longer matters. We are truly in Jurassic World, the world, not Jurassic World, the island resort getaway, you know, storyline. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and and I mean we've talked about um, spinoffs and stuff like that plenty before, and you know just just off the the tip of my tongue here, like the um, Mosasaurus. I've like mentioned like a Mosasaurus spinoff would be cool, like kind of like a Jaws style movie. Doesn't right. have to have anything to do with Jurassic, you know. Uh, also, I know you've been a, a proponent of this one, like a a small town or village kind of like being attacked by like raptors or something like that. It really right. has nothing to do with Jurassic. Um, you know, kind of in a way, like it could be, it, this is like the Marvel Netflix versions of the, the MCU where like, they're like Iron Man. And then that's the, that's the mention. You don't see so, Iron Man. You just hear Iron Man, you know? Do you think that generation Jurassic could be there? I bet that's their phrasing for, like, I, and again, this is all off the top of my head. Could that be their phrasing for the MCU? Could that be their phrasing for the star Wars saga, as opposed to like star Wars stories or something like that. Like, do you think that like movies going mm. forward will, will either be a Jurassic generation movie or they'll just be another Jurassic world movie, like, you know, it, a way for them yeah. to communicate to consumers like, Hey, mm. a new movie is coming out. It does or does not take place in generation Jurassic. I mean, that's right? a good point. I mean, that is a pretty good point. I feel like it's like so early to even talk about something like that, but yeah, it really you know, is. I mean, we have two uh, words on a page. It may, maybe not though. I mean, if, if we've already stepped into battle at big rock, battle at big rock has no, no title outside of just battle at big rock. So right. with those, with that terminology, you have nothing to tie it to Jurassic. So if you said generation Jurassic battle at big rock, you would know, right? I mean, generation Jurassic is still kind of like a, a muddy, title it's kind of doesn't really work but still but um wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be it's better than nothing wouldn't it because so you don't need to see you don't need to see any of the jurassic park movies to understand battle of big rock battle of big rock is family is on vacation mm-hmm. dinosaurs attack right but like you don't really need to see the other movies so you could actually almost be like hey movies one through six are part of generation jurassic battle at big rock is not part of generation jurassic it is its own self-contained story no previous knowledge required. Yeah. Well, but yeah, if you wanted to take know. that, I mean, that <laughs> I feel like none of this pertains to Generation Jurassic. We're just really, none really of this trying. Will come true. None of this. Will <laughs> no, come true. we're just really trying to connect some dots here. But I think um, the, like you said, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, or Rogue One, a right. Star Wars story, um, that could be, that is a, a decent proposition there because it could be Battle at Big Rock generation jurassic um because it at least ties it to the property that you know um i think yeah i feel like they probably need two two words at least instead of just jurassic i mean that could have worked for sure but um you know if they want to branch off of the series you don't want to say battle of big rock jurassic park that doesn't make any sense battle at big rock jurassic world that still doesn't exactly make a lot of sense because you're tying it to a park you know, even Jurassic World, despite the fact that the world is now Jurassic, um, it's still That's tying what it Trevor to a park. Was always saying was that Jurassic World had a double meaning. Like it was going to eventually yeah. be a Jurassic World. We knew where this was going. We knew this was where this was going like six years ago. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know. I still feel like everything's going to be, you know what? I, we've gone too far down the movie route. I seriously think this is just going to be marketing just, speak. Just or, marketing. <laughs> it's just marketing speak. I really, I really think that's what it is. Well, we're getting, we're getting the juices flowing for like bigger conversations too. Cause like, like I said, I was like, this is nothing. We have nothing to say. And then we just branch off for the next, but you know, Frank 20 Marshall minutes. has something to say. <laughs> Frank Marshall does have something to say. So I guess he was speaking with, um, Collider, right? And yep. this was about uh, a music doc, uh, Epic's music documentary, Laurel Canyon. No clue what that is, but um, probably good. Frank's tied to it. Um, they they did ask him about Jurassic World Dominion, and um, if I guess if the movie is going to be planned as a, a conclusion to uh, the Jurassic Saga or Generation Jurassic, whatever you want to call it. Um, right. And he said he said uh, no. It's the start of a new era. So that's, I mean, that's pretty good. We've, we've kind of inferred this. I feel like a lot of the marketing materials and stuff about the, like behind the scenes stuff, whether you're looking it up in a press release or wherever it may be, kind of talks about the Jurassic series more so than the, the final film or the third in a trilogy. It kind of, it, it never seemed, seemed um, like conclusive. It always felt like they, they were kind of, inching towards more being alluded to. So this is right. really, it's not that big of news to me, but at least to have the the news out there for the world, I think that's pretty darn cool to actually have a, a confirmation that it, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. It's basically, you know, Frank Marshall saying, no, Universal's got the right to print money with dinosaurs. Like, why would why would anybody want to give up that ability like when you think about dinosaurs i, I know yeah. that the the community is actually i'm probably the only holdout really in in amongst me and my friends but like i am not interested in other dinosaur movies aside from jurassic movies like yeah i'll go see another dinosaur movie it's not like i'm like not interested in them it's just that like if you said to me like hey they're remaking sir arthur conan doyle's lost world and it's going to be all the latest effects and they're going to maybe like try to like stay true to like the builds of Harry house. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like I'm not going to go see it <laughs> opening night. Like that's not, yeah. That doesn't like really get me going, but you put, you put Jurassic on it. Like we were talking mm-hmm. today, uh, me and some, uh, some people about how universal and Kenner nailed it in the nineties with, if it's not Jurassic park, it's extinct. I mean, it that had me like getting rid of, non-name brand dinosaurs to like buy like selling those off in garage sales to buy more dinosaurs that had the jp logo on it right so Mm -hmm. universal has always done a great job of basically saying like no we are dinosaurs you know no one else is dinosaurs we are dinosaurs and that's kind of what always you know that got me jazzed as a kid that still is with me as an adult and so like i'm excited to see this continue in a jurassic park form with that history yeah yeah. Um Yeah, and that that is a fair point because, you know, even with other franchises like for me like Star Wars, it's kind of hard to get into other space movies because I'm like, wow, they they really nailed it. Um but being right. that being said, stuff like Avatar, I know the one film of Avatar. Like I really got into that, but like other ones I'm like, ah, it's kind of hard and you know John John Carter like uh completely I, failed at the box office well, despite it maybe being good i don't know i never saw it um well i don't know john carter's fine he but here's the thing with john carter when we left john carter i had a, a couple of my friends say but like star wars has done all that i'm like yeah 
but Star Wars ripped <laughs> off John Carter. <laughs> yeah. Like, so in John Carter, there's the big like, yeah. there's the big sandy. Well, it's a sand planet, but like they Tatooine. have like the arena. They have like the battle arena with it's like oh, carved out in the sand of a mountain. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, I've seen this in Episode Two, and Episode yeah. Two is like obviously <laughs> just ripped it off from John Carter. Yeah. So, you know why that movie failed probably not exactly because of all that but like it definitely felt reminiscent or like a mm-hmm. ripoff of star wars simply because sure. star wars managed to make it to the screen first yeah um but um you know kind of branching off of the discussion as well because it kind of hinges on this too um i don't know if you saw it recently but forbes put out an article scott mendelson wrote it up um it's, it was called it's the title was box office hollywood's most profitable blockbuster franchise is not star wars or avengers um and then the lead image there is uh from jurassic world so um the, the article is super in depth and i'm i started reading it and my my mind stopped working because the amount of math and uh, I don't even know. It was just what is math? What was fr- fractions? Uh, math mold- is like math like- is like nature things. <laughs> <laughs> math is like nature things. Um, well, wait. So I didn't fully uh, read the article. I just, just kind of like read the headline and then saw the image. So yeah, was this taking into account all of like merchandising and? global sale like franchise money altogether because i find that really hard to believe no i i don't think so i think it was mostly just in terms of box office um and and they did like for instance they're saying here that jurassic park and the lost world had a big part to do with that that them being the one of the highest grossing because of like 912 million back in 93 and then uh 619 million in 97 like that was not Anything that any films really did back then, so that really boosted them, uh, you know. Versus versus okay. the, the the money that it costs to make those movies back then, and even the money that it, it costs to make these movies uh, now, it's still low comparatively to Star Wars and, and Avengers. You know, some of these movies that are are the biggest movies of all time. So, because I um, feel like even Transformers, the movies have got to be a one for one. They've got to be more money than than Jurassic, right? They've all made like a billion dollars starting at like movie three and there's been like six of those movies so yeah i don't know, I, I don't like, know. they must be the article must be doing some kind of like inflation math um and yeah again like basing it off of like cost of production versus cost of you know versus profit or whatever so i guess that may make sense um yeah i mean i i guess i can see that if you really want to do the math things with the numbers <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't really want to do those things, but I was reading it. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, he, he did his homework here. Um, so it it, it it chalks up to Jurassic being one of the most profitable franchises that exists. And why in the world would you kill it off with this with Jurassic World Dominion? Right. Like there's no done. reason. We don't want money. We're done. <laughs> that think- That is not the way the world works anymore. Like, the, you know, they they. No. This is not Steven Spielberg being like, I don't, I don't want to make any more, of, you know, of this. It doesn't matter. It's way out of your hands. This is being made, you know, like. Because here's what's going to happen. Just like most movies do now, if a Jurassic movie comes out and bombs, they'll just either reboot it within two or three years, or they'll mm-hmm. just be like, well, yeah, it bombed, but we've got another one that we're going to do, and hopefully you like that one better, and we'll just move on yeah. and never reference yeah. this one ever again, you know. That is that is a weird 
thing to think about because one of them is going to come out, man, and be bad. You can't be good forever. Well, I mean, yeah, that's very subjective. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, conversating with people online recently over stuff like these articles and stuff saying Jurassic is shouldn't be a thing anymore. Why is it still around? And then this article from Forbes pops up and it's like, it is literally one of the biggest franchises you could ever have. Of course, it's still around. Um, You may not like them, but they're here. Um, so I've, I've liked them, you know, I've, I've really liked these films, so it works for me. Um, so keep continuing then. I know a lot of people are worried about oversaturation and, and stuff like that. And I know like a lot of people chalk up the issues with star Wars to oversaturation, but I don't really think that's the case. I think it was just bad marketing, poorly timed theater, you know, star Wars was not a problem with oversaturation. I'm sorry. The new movies in the grand scheme of things, like I know you, I know you like them, and I know you love them, but they are, they are a weaker product by comparison of the '70s. I'm, I'm not gonna go as far. Like a lot of people are arguing, dude, they are a weaker product. I see you over there. Like, I don't, are they? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Man, dude, well, in, no, in, what, in what sense? In what sense? Episode eight, in my opinion, was such bad storytelling. Like it was poorly paced. It was. <laughs> Poorly edited. <laughs> like, oh, we want to. We want to. We want to challenge the viewer. The viewer doesn't go to Star Wars to be challenged. They go to Star Wars because they want to see space wizards fight with lightsabers. Like, so to me, I mean, it's I, like, I, I, I can actually agree with that sentiment there. That like, like it's it was never about challenging your 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 mind and, and being like over dramatic. No, just give the people what they want. And I think Jurassic is doing that so well in the sense it's like I, I think the Maisie storyline is probably the craziest we've ever gotten. And like mm-hmm. I sit back and I'm like, oh that's pretty dangerous. You know, uh Colin Trevorrow and Jay Bayona like you're yeah. you're kind of like freaking me <laughs> out here. Um but yeah really man and like I, I got to like episode nine and like I still I'm just like Dude, episode nine literally starts with them being like, we just got to jump, 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 jump. And it's because episode eight introduces crazy idea that these giant ships can, you know, travel through light speed or track them through light speed. And it was like when episode nine started and it was just go, 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 go. I was just like, you got to let me breathe. Have you ever seen a Star Wars movie? Like, just chill, relax. Let's enjoy yeah. Star Wars. But it's like, no, jump, 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 jump. I'm like, oh, look, I, I can't, can't, I can't, argue, I can't argue with that. I mean, the, 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 my main issue with that movie, despite I, I do love the movie, it, it, the first thirty minutes really need another thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. it's, it's, it's too crammed in there. I, but I do, I have to say, I love that light speed skipping. That is pretty darn cool. I think the concept is cool, but that's like your that's your one hour mark. Like, that's your one hour mark. Event. yeah that's it's not, like something you reveal like later like, on <laughs> oh man it it was that movie was bananas like right from the get-go yeah um but this this whole new era that we have here anyway for jurassic at least as it's concerned there wasn't a ton of information it was just the fact that uh oh he also did quote the dinosaurs are now um on the mainland amongst us and they will be here for quite some time i hope um so i mean yeah i mean he's he's like he's like well maybe i should backtrack a little bit (laughs) um yeah and yeah if they do make that money yeah that they will be there for quite some time um but it's the start of a new era um and as far as what we have coming we we do know that you know later this year 
it seems like um, Camp Cretaceous is coming. And we also do have um, uh, we did have that, that word about a live action show coming in the future, too. So what that is, I don't know. Apparently it's being tied to Jurassic World Dominion. So. I don't know, but I mean, we're getting a lot of stuff. It... Show, I mean, sure. And now that Dominion, I, so I put out today on um, on Facebook, like, what do you want to hear us talk about? And, and uh, I could actually get the person's name. I think. Are oh, they yeah. still around? No, I don't have the. I don't have it up. Um, oh, that's that's my bad. But it was like, well, let's have an honest conversation. Do you think Dominion is getting postponed? And one hundred percent, Dominion is getting postponed. That movie will not be coming out June twenty twenty one. There's no way. I yeah I cannot imagine no that way. that will be yeah I I'm surprised it's kind of taken them this long because you know there was so many things booking up over the past few weeks like right you know, Fast and Furious and 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 um you know uh what do you call it um James Bond they they banked some slots really really early on but then recently there's been a whole slew of movies capturing those dates right around June and July and all that stuff you know in 2021 so. It seems like it's going to be really crowded. First off, um, so if they move it to 2022, it would make everything nice and easy. Um, but I don't know. Uh, well, I do have the. Um, I mean, they're I do grabbing have the... up. They're grabbing up the 2021 slots, and like you're saying, they're around the Jurassic World. As soon as Jurassic World announces their postponement, mm-hmm. th- that slot will be gone by another movie that was way further down the pipeline. Oh, yeah than yeah. what Jurassic World was. So there, there are three um, weeks down the pipeline here. So we're yeah, really exactly. nowhere, you know, nowhere. And yeah. that, that, that question that you brought up was from Jesse Sanchez in the Facebook group. Um, but yeah. And, uh, uh, or, you know, do you think 2021, but just not June? Do you think that's a possibility? He asks. No, I think, no, I think they keep going June. I think, it, I think this is a June, 2022, possibly mm. June, 2023. I really think 2023 Ooh, is wow. not out of the question. I yeah I don't know I don't know if they go that far but um I would definitely say 2022 like pretty I I would be 99% sure that it, it it gets pushed to 2022 um but you know I I don't know if I feel like I've talked about this I don't know if you've we've talked about it together or not but maybe this gives them the opportunity to say all right this is this is a huge movie let's split it up into two parts and that's why I'm like all right let's let's get part mm. one 2022 part part two 2023 um so you follow it right up back to back there um because there was hints or or words uh you know information out there that this could have been two movies at one point but do you think that sets a dangerous precedent for like annualizing like can you think of a franchise that has ever done well with that i mean marvel for sure um well and i mean star wars star wars did do well you know, they just flubbed the release of Solo. Like, they really messed that up. That had nothing to do with the movie. The movie's great. It's just that they did a poor job marketing it and tied it too closely to other things. So um, I think Jurassic's mm. an interesting one, though. I mean, we'll, we'll see if it's going to be oversaturated or not when Camp Cretaceous is out and, uh, you know, you got another movie and uh, maybe a live-action TV show down the road. Who knows? But I, I don't think you can oversaturate it with their plan so far. No, with the plan so far, I don't think so. I I don't think a I don't think a dinosaur movie a year is. I don't think that's oversaturated because, like you said, you can go see a superhero movie ten times a year. So a dinosaur movie 
once a year. How can that possibly be oversaturation? I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see universal having the pipeline to be pumping out films at that rate. Like sure. Maybe, maybe Jurassic world dominion. And then like a, a really quick follow-up based on a long shooting schedule or a ton of extra footage. But I just feel like, like, do you think they've, they've got to have the next story planned, right? There's got to be an outline for the next story after Dominion. There has to be. I mean, there, you would think so. Yeah. I don't think they'd be that blind, but um, there, there was, see, there was some information at one point for universal that um, I forget if it was fast nine and fast 10 or fast 10 and fast 11, uh, but they would be back to back in two movies at one point. So I don't know. That is universal, and it's it's stuff that's at least considered on their end. So I don't think it's um out of the realm of possibility. I, I yeah, I just don't know how well they are at doing it, how how good they could pull it off. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna need a reason to keep churning out toys, you know? Mm-hmm. And because like, let's face it, that's where majority I would imagine of the money comes from is merchandise. Although I don't know. I feel like merchandising, even with the great line that Mattel's produce, is merchandising still a big thing for Jurassic? Um, I mean, like, really, I'm, think about it. Aside from the toys that you order every toys, quarter, that's really it. I mean, there's there's a bit of clothing and stuff like that, and um, <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to like trying to narrow down what there is, I'm like, eh, there's not like. It's not like Star Wars where they plaster everything on everything. Um, Jurassic does it right. with like the food and stuff like that when the movie's out, a cereal box, a you know, a Cheez Its box or what you know, like stuff like that. But like outside of all that stuff, like it's just not. Yeah, it doesn't seem as uh, as much of a he- heavy hitter. But I don't know. Hmm. I mean, to me, that's where this generation Jurassic then comes back into play, right? Like, but. I don't, it's so weird, man. I don't know. I, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens after after Dominion. And like I said, I think Dominion is is definitely getting postponed till at least twenty twenty two. And I think that that's primarily based on physical production. I think anything mm-hmm. digital. I think that's all still plowing forward. But if they don't have the backplates to support that, Jurassic doesn't traditionally do full CG scenes. I think the last full CG scene I can remember. And really the only one that comes to mind is the Raptor squad chase sequence in the, in the jungle. That whole sequence is hundred percent CG except for Chris Pratt, but like Jurassic traditionally shoots backplates and then adds dinosaurs to it. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I see it. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know speaking of that animal talking thing, that was like the one detail that Colin, Colin kind of brought up was the fact that they're going to be using that real time rendering camera equipment I, stuff so yeah but that's that's like a previs kind of thing they're not getting their final yeah, renders no you know in an ipad like that's not happening this is just so that they can sit on this is so they can be on set especially in a real world set mm-hmm. and kind of see the movie on like an ipad or on a monitor yeah. they're not yeah. rendering this stuff with like unreal or anything not <laughs> i mean not that i'm aware of like this is all ilm this is all going to be through i think ilm is render man still i think like this is I think the digital stuff as far as creating assets, I think that stuff is probably 
still moving. It's just that mm-hmm. if they don't have footage to put them in, there's really no, there's no tracking yeah. work. There's no lighting work. Yeah. There's no, you know, th- none of that stuff can be done. They basically can make models and animation cycles. That's about it. Yeah. And then the whole Maisie potentially, or, you know, the actress is- Isabella Sermon Ooh. potentially growing up, like, there's that factor as I, well. So it's going to be, it's, it might be just like a whole reset. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised to see a reset. Um, I think but, they throw out everything that Maisie's done at this point. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think all her footage goes away. Um, I think maybe anything with Chris Pratt, they could potentially use. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah he's, I felt the but, older cast is fine. Like outside of maybe Sam Neill has one eye right now, I guess, or something. Yeah, he's got like a patch. He had like eye surgery or something, and he has a patch on his eye. I don't know. Oh no, this man is precious cargo. We have to keep him as safe as possible. I know. I'm like seeing him going in and out of like hospitals. He's got his masks on, and and he's got an eye patch on. I'm like, oh god, what's hap- What happened? What happened? I mean, I would not be opposed <laughs> to a Doctor Grant with one eye. That would be pretty cool. Like that would be like the <laughs> the old the old indie. You know, you're like, whoa, what happened? What ha- what happened to that guy? And and they never tell you what happened to Doctor Grant. He just oh. you don't want to know. You know, we just, mm, <laughs> all just right. Sidestep. I do want to know, but yeah. <laughs> oh man. But what, what is this new era of content? Uh, you just think it's, you know, so far we, we just have films, right? So we have no, and this is something we always get like kind of log jammed on because we don't really know what the next film is um, outside of, you know, a leaked synopsis and stuff like that. But where do you go from there? I have, zero idea outside of just like we were talking about before more random stories um let me ask you this speaking of do you know how you get me to sign up for peacock when that comes out you put a brand new jurassic world television series on peacock within a year i mean i'm signing up for hbo Mm. max or whatever that is as soon as the snyder cut comes out like i that's something i want to see whether or not i keep hbo max i don't know I'm in a situation where I'm finding that a lot of these streaming services that have exclusive rights to movies, I already own the movies on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So I'm not signing up for these services for movies. I'm signing up for them for original content. But mm-hmm. like to me, like something like a Jurassic World series, that's original enough that I'll sign up to watch that at least. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I understand like the whole DreamWorks element that you know they they partnered up with DreamWorks um, for this. Um, and they've been producing these Netflix television series for a while with Camp Cretaceous. But it's so strange that, like, Peacock is premiering currently and, like, Camp Cretaceous hasn't even hit yet. But yet the series is going to be on Netflix. It's like, what, what is going on here? Like, I actually – I, I have – yeah, I know. And it's so – all this is so confusing because instead of what is – you know, Netflix was the this this hub, right? This This point where you could go and get whatever you yeah. want. Right. And then all of a sudden, all these other companies, CBS, HBO Now, um, uh, as Peacock and with NBC Universal, they're, they're all creating their own, but they're all creating their own Netflixes. They're not creating their own content services like where, where you can only see Universal content. You can't you can actually see CBS content on Peacock. And I'm very confused. I log in there. I'm like, I don't know why all these shows were on CBS. I have no idea why any of this stuff is on Peacock makes zero sense and um there's cbs all access why i i don't understand i legit do not understand and even even there was uh there was talk about like this is us like that's like nbc's like big show um 
apparently somebody has the rights to air the the first several seasons and then Peacock can only have season whatever onward. And I'm like, this is just this is not working out for anybody like this does not work for us um, right now and that who, Peacock going to win in all this is cable. <laughs> We're all going go to I know. Cable. I know. Right. Peacock has the, the first three Jurassic films. They have fast, f- fast three and four. <laughs> well, why not the others? None of the others. Um, like, and if you look up, um, like, uh, the, the HBO max, it's like, doesn't, isn't like friends on there. And that was like, not an HBO show. Right. And then well, here's the thing though. So you're talking about production company versus distribution. Mm-hmm. So yeah. friends aired on NBC, which I think was even universal at the time, but friends is actually produced it's a Warner brothers or by Warner brothers yeah. and Warner brothers is the big company that signed with HBO max. Yeah. So like all the <laughs> all the Warner Brothers content is going to HBO Max, and yeah. like I said, I own most of those movies. So and I own I own Friends digitally. I own The yeah. Office digitally. Like you're not going to get me on these. So it's really got to be like original content. Like N- Lost in Space is what kept me from canceling my Netflix subscription a couple months ago. Yeah, it was like oh. There's two seasons of that. Well, that sounds great. Like I'll I'll watch that. I mean, The Witcher but, was the one that really saved it for me. Uh-huh. Even even like the the rights issue is still very confusing because like uh, what do you call it? Um, NBC released show uh, Parks and Rec is on is on Peacock, Netflix, and Hulu. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> What's going on? What is happening right now? I have zero idea. So I I don't know what the future is for that. But yeah, I would assume a TV show would be there. And we all, we do know that Dominion will be premiering exclusively on Peacock when it comes to television or whatever, you know, whatever that's considered. Like whatever streaming app it not, is. Not, mean, not, from, not from like theaters, not like skipping theaters, but um, after the theaters, it will come directly to Peacock. I mean, but like, again, that doesn't get me because for me, it's premiering on a 4K Blu-ray in my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's not premiering on a streaming it, service for me. Yeah, Peacock's a really interesting service because, like, I I logged in and I have access, I guess, early because of my cable provider and stuff like that with Comcast, and um, it's just a strange service right now. So I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. what the plan is, but uh, I'm interested to see more Jurassic stuff on there. But um, uh, yeah, and like we said, the new, the future, um, whatever this you know new era is, um. Yeah, there's no nothing to really discuss about the new era, I don't think. No, it's just exciting to know that it's going to keep going. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's confirmation. Um, so should we move into our, um, our other topic here? And then we do have, I think there was some more Facebook questions, right? If we wanted to tackle them after. Um, but uh, yeah, so this one might take a little while. We'll see. Um, this is Camp Cretaceous. Yeah. Let's talk about Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is um this is interesting. I think um, we've been we we known about Camp Cretaceous for a while. Um, I should probably bring up that um, synopsis. Can we bring up your... uh, what was it? Press release? Yeah, is that what you wanted yeah. or the original image? The do you have the original image with the kids in front? Uh, of the I I I don't have it on me. No, but um. Okay, then don't worry because I know you spent time like cropping stuff, so don't. Um, don't worry. Well, just, I do just... have, I do have. Uh, let's see. There is there a? There's no like. 
Okay, here it is. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a new adventure camp on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. But when the dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are stranded. Unable to find the outside world, they'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive. Um, so that is uh, Camp Cretaceous, the plot summary there. Um, and we uh, have heard that I guess this is going to be coming out in august uh, but but that was before all of this so who really knows um, i think they apparently can still go. I, apparently production is still ongoing i think um yeah. it was recently revealed that it was going on in like uh i don't quote me but like taiwan or something like that and they're like they're doing the artwork or something out there i have no clue but um, i mean sure taiwan actually had really good covid19 response mm-hmm. um and i mean at this stage, they've they've got to be in the, you know, they're they're still just trucking along. I'm sure on episodes, so, but it's all easily done. I don't want to say easily done, but I'm sure it can all be done in a work from home situation if they had to. But again, Taiwan had a great COVID nineteen response, so um, they might actually be all up and running in a studio out there. Yeah, um, I. I have the image here. I, I'm not throwing it up in the video just yet, but um, you do see these six teenagers there in front of the massive gate that says Camp Cretaceous. You've all seen it um, uh, with the red font, which is good. It's kind of, you know, it's actually got that um, that same logo in the center of the gate that the Jurassic World Dominion logo is, so far it has been revealed as you know the right. the red with the black and the yellow around it um now the logo outside of that is uh it's 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 not great um but this is all besides the point we'll get to this a little bit more i think but um where should we start we should start with let's start with the release of these images, I guess. Um, this, yeah, that's what everyone's talking about. I think it's like what mostly what people want to kind of hear about. Yeah. I guess this, this mostly, I, I don't know where this originated. Um, I, I found it originally on paddock nine. So you, uh, somebody out there tracked it down to, let's see. They tracked down. Um, you'll see it in the video. Uh, a box for the ever so lovely little character we have known as Bumpy. Um, this is a an ankylosaurus, uh, a young ankylosaurus. Uh, very, very cute, I have to say. Um, we, I did see this toy directly, held it in my hands um, at New York Toy Fair. But um, this is a, a packaged image that we have up on the screen right now. And... Um, this, like I said, it came from Paddock Nine, so you can find that Facebook group um, on Facebook. Uh, but so I, I again, I don't know a lot of details as to where this was found, how it, how it became obtained. Um, but we have Bumpy in a, a package that is, it's kind of a take on the uh, the uh, what do you call it, the Primal Attack box. If you look at the bottom part where it says Ankylosaurus Bumpy, it actually looks a lot like the Primal Attack stuff. But there's I don't character. Think I have this image, but um, I'll just trust uh, you on it. Okay. Uh, well, let me. Uh, I'll send this to you somewhere. Um, Do you send it to me in Slack? Yes. Okay. Um, but the image itself, um, it's a. Uh, I don't love the packaging. Um, I really don't love 
the way that this camp and I, I mentioned it before the Camp Cretaceous logo and everything. Um, I don't love the way that it looks. Um, now it's the same. It looks to be the same logo that is on the fence itself. So when you look at the fence, it does look to be very similar, maybe a little oversaturated on the box art, but um, it's got that standard kind of Jurassic style font choice, whatever you would call it. Um, I, I just don't. I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't get this image. I, I, I sent I sent it to you in, online, but um, it's very I know, like it's very it's ugly. Moving. It's got it's got like this what looks to be like a wood backdrop. Um, the Jurassic World logo itself is different. It's changed up a bit. Um, oh, gosh. It's just not very good looking in my eyes. And the Camp Cretaceous logo, which is, is – this is something that Jurassic logos have been doing a lot um, in the past several years is they're not really making their own logo per se. They're just kind of subtitling. And and that's something that uh, – right it doesn't necessarily look all that good in my eyes is when you just like subtitle the Jurassic world logo. Now, yes, like I did say the Jurassic world logo itself is a bit changed um, just color wise and, and the backdrop behind the T-Rex. Um, but I just, I don't like that subtitled um, uh, logo style. I guess you could say, I just really am not into that. I don't know what you think at least. Uh, oh, here, finally, I got it. Um, yeah, it's like, so here's the thing with the Jurassic World. Yeah, and it's weird, just Camp Cretaceous just slapped at the bottom. Like, Dominion, or not Dominion, Fallen Kingdom came up with a style of subtitles that I feel like we should be sticking with. I didn't love that way that they did it, but they did it, and so why mm. wouldn't we carry that through with, I, there's the font, I don't know what it's called, but like there is a specific font that you, we should be using for subtitles at this point um oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i i don't it's the it's the font that says ankylosaurus bumpy like at the bottom of this package like that's yeah. the font that should be saying camp cretation it should be up with the jurassic world banner and then what they're doing with the logo is when when we designed the logo for the podcast that we currently have i set it up so that i can go in on the fly and just change the colors like in two seconds and yeah. a secondary <laughs> color like comes up and like that's what's done here, right? Like I feel like that's what's being done here, and it's like it just doesn't look great. Like you've got this red, it's it's this like am, not amber, it's like this burnt wood backdrop with like this uh-huh. this this hot looking words, and then we've got this cold white T Rex skeleton. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? It's so weird. It's so off putting. Um, and then yeah, there's <laughs> there's the dinosaurs at the bottom. And Bumpy, I'll get one of these, but this this is like when the animated Star Wars stuff was out. There was a brief time where I was into Star Wars toys because I think the ships are like phenomenal in toy form. Uh. But like during, I want to say they were se- the toy company was celebrating an Empire Strikes Back anniversary, which we're at again. They were celebrating <laughs> an Empire Strikes Back anniversary. Yeah. And they were celebrating, and they were also currently running Clone Wars. And it was like, the, they had the two together on the shelf, and I had bought, like, figures, because I didn't know any better. I yeah. just bought, like, whatever was there, because I just wanted something from my desk when I started work. And 
I got, I was like, wait, one of these is like animated and one is like semi real. And I was like, these, yeah, you could play with these together, but I'm a little too like, yeah, I'm a little too, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm a little too like obsessive compulsive <laughs> yeah, to like ever have these characters play together. Yeah. And that's exactly what this bumpy figure is to me. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, it's cute, but it's not going to look good next to the ankylosaurs that I already have. No. So no, I mean, I guess, uh, here, I yeah, know. I, I 100% agree with you. I think, I think bumpy is awesome looking I, I love the way bumpy looks like on its own i love bumpy i'll probably yes. get a, a oh, few yeah, of them. yeah i should say that um as it, but on its own it looks great but when you line it up next to that ankylosaurus the one that we currently have um or se- i think there's like a few out there right but I um two. yeah it it does not it does not match up um at all whatsoever size wise that head is actually bigger than the ankylosaurus head on the other ones the adult full-grown and Kyle right. Soares. Um, and it just the size and everything, it, this feels animated. Um, and then, of course, so we, we talked about the logo. It just doesn't really look good. I don't know why it's so far down. Um, like you said, it would have been better just to have it smaller underneath Jurassic World logo. But um, right. this, this is this issue that we're kind of in right now is like they want to say this is for our new tv show camp cretaceous which you actually can at least in this image you can't really read what it says very well because the package is kind of over the word camp and it just looks like chimp or like i, mean, so, look, I don't even know what it says I don't, but i don't mean to toot our own horn here but the way that we have the word podcast <laughs> in with the jurassic park banner it's big it's oversized it's bold but the uh, logo itself is just the jurassic park logo that's it yeah and then it's like when when Fallen Kingdom came out and they put in tiny little letters Fallen Kingdom and then like for whatever reason they decided to resize Jurassic Park so they could fit everything within that banner. I was like, oh, that's that's a choice mm-hmm. um, to like off center the the main font within the banner like and I mean off center up and down. This is like another I'm like, oh, that's that's a choice. This is um, this. No, this is. Honestly, this is not even a choice. It's literally just a logo with words underneath it, and it's not even like it doesn't look good like Jurassic World Live Tours does or Jurassic World Evolution. Yeah, like those, those are two. Yeah. Those two look the same comparatively, and then this is just like somebody just decided. Uh, let me just write it underneath, and it just doesn't look good whatsoever. Um, you do also right. have the Netflix badge up in the top corner. It says Netflix, a Netflix original series. Um, with the logo and you do see Mattel logo on the bottom. Um, you see these several characters here. Um, and uh, I forget where it was and I, I don't believe it was in that. Um, oh man, it wasn't in that thing that I, I read, but I, I remember there was a character revealed. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the character's name right now. Um, you're all probably like saying, yeah, his name is something. Well, so down in this image, you've got the mother of dragons, What's his name? or I'm I'm saying Betty Cooper <laughs> from Riverdale. You got you got Reggie animated from Riverdale. You got Mean Scooby Doo, and then you got the Miles Morales model uh, without any of its it shading. Does, it does look a lot like that. Yeah. What is oh, the, um, it's mean, really it's mean Scooby and the gang. <laughs> um, look, I'm not opposed to it. I actually. I actually think these character models, for my liking, are are better than I assumed. I mean, I 
I didn't really know. Uh, based off the image that um, was released, uh, let's see, I don't know if I have that up here. But um, based off that image that was released initially, I kind of thought these characters would look a bit more um, over, I don't know, like just more cartoony, I guess. These these do look more like real humans to me. I, I kind of thought they would look less human, <laughs> like yeah. odd proportions and, and stuff like that. But no, these yeah. are, are pretty natural looking humans um, just in the cartoony form. I Yeah, when I saw these, so I saw these kids for the first time actually today as we're recording it. Um, I was like, well, wait, but those aren't the kids that we were introduced to in the original key art. And every, so there's controversy, of course, today um, that whether or not, you think the show is going to be good based on these character models. And it's like, uh-huh. well, the character models have nothing to do with whether or not the show is good. Um, they have to do with whether or not the art is good um, or appealing, I guess. But my, my first reaction was not one of like, Oh, I like this or I don't like this. My first reaction was wait, but this wasn't what we were shown. Like, so like, yeah, we've been talking it, about Camp Cretaceous. We have, dude, you and I have done deep dives at least twice on these characters that they showed us in the original poster. And then those characters aren't in existence. Like, I, I don't know if the, they, let's see. Yeah, let's, yeah, you're right. Cause like the, the, the models that are represented in that poster just don't look all that much like, um, I'm trying to blow it up here so I could see it a little bit bigger, but, um, I have the poster here. I can see this girl with the pink hair. Um, okay, so, so she's, she's there. Pink hair, pink hair survived. Um, but the the clothes and everything are completely different. And usually on on animated series, nobody ever changes. Like everybody's pretty much in the same clothes. Um, right. So you have that. You have you've. I, so I have these three characters that are up on on the screen, which come I'm from move like a, a little real quick. I just want to get a close look at this real fast. Yeah. So there's a there's like a pamphlet that you can actually see behind the um the package of Bumpy. You see behind Bumpy, there's like a little pamphlet in there, and I'll show you in a second. But um, it's it's got Toro, the Carnotaurus, on there. So this this dinosaur is named, and we will be getting a toy that was showcased at Toy Fair as well. So it's just a, another Carnotaurus. So we already have the Command and Conquer Carnotaurus, um, which is pretty darn cool. It is. I feel like it is a more cartoony version of the Carnotaurus. Uh, but then you have another one coming, uh, which is Toro, which you can see in the picture. Um, and he has like a massive uh, scar down the, the nose. Um, pretty cool. And then yeah, you have the cool. three characters on there. Um, um, oh, man, I've been, been trying to think of this. Darius? Darius. That's the character's name. Darius. So Darius here is the, the, the boy in the middle, and then I don't know the other two characters' names. Um, but, yeah, so go ahead. I want to point out, I'm looking at this now. I feel, I'm looking at these original key art kids. This, this group of kids is not diverse in any way. They are all white kids. So are I they? feel like, yes, every single one. So if you Kinda, look at yeah, basically maybe. Arms, arm tones and leg tones on all these original kids, they're all white kids. And I feel like there was a meeting and they were like, what are you, what are you doing? And like, I'm a big proponent of diversity. I'm not a huge proponent of diversity for diversity's sake, but it is not realistic to me that you would go on vacation here and only be with like one race of people. <laughs> so um, like, I'm cool. Cause like, if you look at, like I said, 
when I, I was like, oh, this is like Betty Cooper. And then you got freaking Reggie from uh, Riverdale. Like that's a super diverse cast. And it's realistic in that sense. Um, I feel like there was definitely like a call to be like, hey, let's diversify this cast a little bit more. Um, and like, that's great. Again, I was just even surprised. That, like these kids don't even look like the same style as the original key art. Um, the original no. key art kind of looks like the kid on the very left of the original key art looks like a 1950s, like Archie <laughs> comics, like with the, yeah. with He's the got big a briefcase. Boy. Yeah. And the big boy hair. Yeah. The big boy hair. And like, so I'm just like, wait, like, that's kind of what I was expecting the kids to kind of look like. And now we're yeah, getting very over-exaggerated features and stuff like that. Right. Like yeah. some of them have like extremely skinny legs. Um, the, the proportions are very odd, like very lanky and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, comparatively, like maybe this kid in the middle could be Darius, uh, which I'm assuming is his name. Um, but the other kid, uh, the kid on the left, maybe that's the kid on the left on the poster. I don't know, but it doesn't really look like it. And then the girl with the pink hair, yeah, she's uh, she I mean, is she on the poster, but she's she's there. But it, it, very the model could be different. And and this is something that we should point out as well because um, one of the creators here, um, I believe, he's a producer on the show, Zach Stentz. He responded to a post um, by Chris Pugh um, and talking about Chris was talking about he's going to love Bumpy, and and Zach's like, I guarantee it. Uh, also, I know some people are griping about the designs for the kids, but A, those are for the toy box, not the final designs, and B, the slightly stylized kids and ultra-realistic dinos actually do blend well together on screen, trust me. So there's there's a chance that what we see in the uh, the original image is more of the actual renderers and stuff like that. You don't think so? Um no, and I think at this stage, this when is... someone says, when someone says these aren't final, um, they mean <laughs> like literally, we've done maybe some lighting adjustments. Like I think what you're seeing in those on those toy boxes, I think those are the character models, a hundred percent. I think maybe they've gotten some maybe more in depth textures, but like, yeah, I just I I don't think we're getting these kids from the original poster at all. I think we're getting the kids that you see on that toy box. And I think they probably don't have as strong of lighting as there might be in the final show. Um, so, and I saw I people mean, being like, Oh, the animation looks terrible. Well, this still image is not animated. Animation is movement. So we don't know <laughs> what the animation is going to sure. look like. Um, I think Chris Pugh did make a good point that to him, like star Wars, when you just look at a still frame of a star Wars animated series, like it's nothing that he's like super uh, drawn to. Um, and I, I agree. Like when I look at the star Wars animated stuff, I'm not drawn to that style. Um, so again, yeah, we just got to kind of wait to see what we're, what we're presented with. I know he's been, he's been sharing a picture of rebels pretty often saying like, he doesn't like that. And I'm like, I love that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Stop saying that's bad. Cause it's not bad. Um, I think it looks pretty darn cool, especially no, in motion, sty- especially it's in style, motion. It's a, it's a style. It's a stylistic choice. And I think, um, what were we, we were having a conversation. Oh, I think it was me, you and Tom were talking about like, um, the T-Rex and stuff like that and how it's kind of, it's, it's the artist's choice to take that route and whether you like it or not, or whether it blends well or not, it, it's, it's the artist's choice. Um, and that's the case here. It could be the case here. Um, 
from what we've seen, at least from the dinosaur, we've only seen the one dinosaur and Bumpy, I guess. Um, we right. saw what seems to be Echo, or is it Charlie? Charlie. Charlie, right? Yeah, it was Charlie. Um, I, I mean... Was it? Maybe. It looks like Charlie. It looks exactly yeah. like Charlie. But um, that dinosaur looked pretty comparatively like exactly like the movie for the most part like so it's really not that far off so zach was saying that these two blend well like the ultra realistic dinos blend well together with the slightly stylized kids um so oh, this what I is the slightly stylized for these, i think for them for the carnivores like the raptors and the carnivores i think those models are not exclusive to camp cretaceous i think the models are from ilm for the jurassic franchise i think bumpy is obviously an exclusive model. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, if I'm looking at this Carnotaur, that Carnotaur looks exactly model. It really does. Just the model. It is the ILM model. It's got a different coloration. The tech, Mm -hmm. the shaders on it are not as advanced as what you're going to see in the movie. Um, Looks like there's maybe like a standard animation layers on this. There's no like uh, subsurface scatter, which if you're into CG, you kind of know that's like the way like light interacts with skin and all that stuff. But like, the, the model itself, the one-to-one grayscale, I think this is the one from Fallen Kingdom. So I don't think that they're designing new dinosaurs, or I don't think they're designing dinosaurs we've seen. Like, I don't think they're going back to the drawing board and stylizing them. I think the style comes from the the new textures yeah. for the most part. And, I mean, as far as we can tell, we're, we're basing this off of, like, a few images here and there. But, um, you know, the background art and, and the, the landscape style that we saw in the trailer and the promo image that was released, they look pretty real. Um, and, you know, it kind of brings me back to, like, the good dinosaur, per se. Per se. Like, I know a lot of people didn't really care for that movie, but um, the style of that movie was ultra... Um, yeah. stylized dinosaur and human character but the the background and 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 the landscape and everything was legit looked real like it photo wasn't real. but, it, but yeah. it looked photo real and it i think that worked really well for me i loved that kind of blending of the two i i think this could be fine here um we could look at what universal and um dreamworks did also on netflix with the fast and furious show um and they are kind of the same i would assume as as this i mean i have not watched that show i have heard it was not very good um but uh Mm, at least from the images that i've googled uh they they do look very similar to what we see on this box art so um they do look a little a little stylized um and proportions seem fine they don't seem out of proportion or anything um so i think it's just a little bit stylized but i think it's gonna work fine i don't think we really have to worry about any of that and also what were you expecting like it's not it's an animated show it's not like a cg rendered tv show or something like that where it's like you know like you're watching like avatar or something like where it's like you know completely fake landscapes at some you know points um this is animated and you can, at least for me, I can buy an animated world and a a real world are part of the same universe. I know a lot of people have a problem with that oh, yeah, like yeah, for yeah, Star Wars, for instance. Yeah, um, some people really can't like say like, oh, I don't watch, I don't watch the animated stuff. It's not real. Uh, like I don't get that because it's 
it's still a great story. And sometimes, especially in Star Wars, some of the best Star Wars comes from the animated material. Um, so, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see like a character from Rebels walk into a live action with like the stylized deformations like in their face and stuff. But like, <laughs> I mean, I don't. You, you were telling me at one point that like in Episode Nine's trailer, there was a ship uh-huh. from Rebels, right? Yeah. Okay, so like to me, it's like that's great. The ship doesn't look fake or animated. I mean, it is fake and animated, but like it doesn't look cartoonish. <laughs> they like made it look photo real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like that's fine but like yeah i can totally buy that like hey we're gonna tell you this story and this story is animated hey and we're gonna tell you this story and this story is a crappy motion comic on the website and then we're gonna tell you this story and (laughs) it's live action Uh, Um, we're gonna tell you this story and it's you know black and white comics like that to me canon right if if you want to say these are all exist in the same world i buy that I don't yeah. want the two styles mixed necessarily. Um, but I think I think this looks fine. I don't think again, my reaction today was not that this looks bad or this looks great. It was, wait, this is different than what I was shown. And maybe that's what was throwing people today. I agree with you. Anybody that was like saw this today was like, oh, like I've seen people, oh, this looks terrible. Like it doesn't look like anything. It looks like animated kids with a dinosaur. Like <laughs> I, don't people, I, don't, I yeah. don't know what people are expecting yeah i'm trying I'm going back and forth because there are other kids as well um i i don't know i think they were on maybe like the back of the pack i don't have that image um in front of me but there are other kids as well and there's maybe yeah i'm trying to compare them to the other image and they just don't really seem to line up at all so i think you're right i think there was like a pretty major change here none of these characters have blonde hair as far as like uh uh, the male character in the center of this picture um the original poster there's like a a, like a surfer looking dude kind of he looks like he like you just walked off the beach and you know he's got surfer hair i don't know that's the best way to describe it (laughs) but that kid does not exist in this toy box art stuff so um i don't know i don't know um, but I, I think it looks fine. I don't know what the big outrage and, and outcry about it is. It's, it's animated. It's going to look animated. And that's, that's great yeah. because you, you, you mentioned, um, uh, Miles Morales, you know, there's a kind of a comparison there, but like that Spider-Man movie is, you know, thought to be one of the best Spider-Man movies, if not the best ever made. Right. So what's the problem? Like, what is the problem? I just watched oh, the Clone Wars I'm, wrap I'm, up, and it's the me, best Star Wars. Looks like they copied and pasted the model from one file to like another. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it looks. I think it looks great. Like I, I think everything looks pretty good, um, except for like I'm saying uh, about the box art itself. I just not really into that i think there's this there's a blend here it's like like i said it's got the primal attack stuff on the bottom with the characters overlaid and then you have this very odd logo which i just don't agree with i think that's bad um but the thing that i do really really love is if you actually get a look at the um let me bring that back up on the slideshow um if you get a look at the image behind all of this, all of this mess behind Bumpy, behind the uh, card that was inserted in there, the pamphlet. There's actually a really, really great piece of art back there, and it's got very, very tall redwood style trees, tons yeah, of buddy, ferns, with and, the tree, and with the tree houses. 
the tree houses, there's a big um uh there you can barely see, but there's a big building on the left hand or right hand side. Um so like kind of like maybe where they all go to for this camp or something like that. And then those bungalows like up in the trees, those like tree that's amazing. Like that art style is yeah. fantastic. And if that is what we're gonna get out of a new a new part of this park, I am I'm ready to watch that right now. Like I, I'm 100%. dying to see more of this park. And despite what you think about these characters, I think this is a show to really build out this universe. And I am very, very excited to see what it is. Like I, I can't humans, wait to see. I don't know how many times I got to say that the humans are always a very small fraction of what makes up Jurassic, right? A lot of it is about the environments that they're in and the vehicles that they interact with and the dinosaurs they interact with. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if the humans, if it comes out and the humans aren't necessarily my cup of tea, then I'm sure there will be something else there for me. I still plan on waking up that first day and hopefully it's like a Saturday and I plan on getting online with, you know, you and a couple other people and maybe just, you know, watching and chatting about it. Um, like I'll be there day one, a hundred percent. The bad thing for us is that it's going to, it'll probably debut at 3 a.m. for us. And it'll it'll be at midnight for everybody else. So, um, I guess we'll be watching the whole series at three a.m. We got to adjust our sleep schedules, for, and then we'll podcast straight through it. Um, I don't know, but uh, I do, I do love that box art behind everything. Everything else behind there looks fantastic, and that art style yep. looks really really cool. And if we see that in the show. Um, I will be, you know, over the moon. I think it's going to be great. Um, this this next part, which is actually that thing that was included behind Bumpy. Um, so we, we had Bumpy, and then behind him you have this pamphlet, and then inside the pamphlet you have a maze. There's like a, a little cartoony maze <laughs> and like the yeah. Jurassic Park gates or Jurassic World gates, I can't tell. Um, and then st- yeah. a little sticker book. Like there's a little pad full of stickers. Um, so it's like... I, I, I'm kind of confused because like, I don't really know what's going on here. I know Zach, uh, you know, producer on the show mentioned that, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's not what you're seeing. It's a, it's a little bit different than that. Trust me. Um, and then this, this pad in here is like for two and a half year olds. Like my son would love this. Um, so what is the demographic here? I'm a little, I'm a little confused by the demographic, do you, do I mean, you have I that picture? I think this show is going to skew. I think this show is going to skew for four year olds and up. Like, you think so? Oh yeah. Like, look at Bumpy, man. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. look real. Bumpy's <laughs> a hyper. He's hyper animated, plushy. Like, this this is going to skew for like my nephew, I think. And so, everyone's like, oh, it can still be brutal. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be. Like, I think it's going to be as brutal as maybe the land before time which in hindsight isn't all that crazy like there's no they don't like eat the kid dinosaurs in land before time you know what i'm saying like (laughs) there's none of that so like they're not going to show the i don't i don't think this is going to skew for a young adult i think this is going to skew for kids similar to lego and i think that we're if you're hmm. wanting that brutal, See, that brutality, I think you're just gonna have to hang in there a little bit longer before you get it. Because that's my problem right there. As you mentioned, Lego, like that demographic's kind of taken already. So I would like it to skew up a little bit. Um, well, now, me too. I, can't, I fully agree. I, I don't, and I don't mean thirty-four or however old I am. I, I mean 
I mean, like, you know, in the teens or whatever, like something that is, you know, not for two and a half year olds. Now, I can't say don't like literally say that just because there's this little sticker book and maze in there literally means that this is for two and a half year olds. No, but no, no, no. It, it mean, just it, it, it worried me right off the bat. I was like, oh, boy, what is this for? Like literally tiny kids that already have a show. Um but you I mean, know, I, I'm totally don't, don't get me wrong. I'm totally for more content for kids because this this series is a family series at heart, and um, you know that's why I've always wanted this to be a family show because I feel like this is a show that like or and a, and a series that like kids 100%. should enjoy. You know, it's it's not it's not made for me anymore particularly. It's it's made for all the kids out there, and I was six years old when I watched this, so like. That's who it should be for. So that's what that's really what I want this for is like six to like teenagers or something like that. And, you know, we've been talking all about Star Wars and this always happens. But like all those shows, too, they they start off in a certain demographic like um, Clone Wars definitely started off in this demographic where it like skewed younger. And then by the end, certainly by the end, that literally just wrapped up um, that skews much older. And then same thing happened for Rebels. Like that show, yeah, that show, Rebels starts off real young, like kind of, you know, on the much younger side and skewed pretty old by the end of it. I'd say like there's some really dramatic stuff by the end. They also did release another show, Star Wars Resistance, which really didn't change its demographic. It was kind of made for young kids, ended up for young kids. Is that still going? No, they, they just kind of. Ended it short, it out, it right? Just, yeah. yeah, they just they just cut it off at like two seasons. It was supposed to go like four, but they just decided it. You know what? We're done. <laughs> so, um, it's interesting, and I, I don't know. I'm I'm at that point right now with my kid where I'm like, I really want to show him Jurassic, the Jurassic movies, but at the same time, I'm like, he's definitely too young for these movies. Um, and we've watched well, through all the Lego stuff, and he loves all that stuff. That stuff's great, but. I think this is something I could definitely watch with them. I don't think it's not going to be violent like the movies are, um, but I I think it'll be it'll be tense. I think it'll be tense probably at, at best. It's a placeholder for your kid. Like I'm kind of in that mode with like my nephew, and I think I think my I think my brother in law has been like kind of sneaking like clips to him or whatever like that. But mm-hmm. like Jurassic Park, I I was talking to Jack Ewins today, and he said he saw Jurassic Park for the first time at like four. And I was like, how did you sleep at four years old after watching? (laughs) Like, there's just no way. Like, for me at four or five years old, like, E.T. and Indiana Jones were like, they grabbed the heart. That was terrifying to me as a child. Like, I didn't rewatch E.T. until I was, like, in college. Because it (laughs) it terrified me. Oh, yeah. So I saw E.T. Like, I have very vivid memories of my family on the couch and me hiding behind them on the couch, like wedging myself between them and the couch because yeah. E.T. screaming at the beginning was terrifying. Ah. E.T. Yeah. Yeah. E. <laughs> white and dying is terrifying. Oh, that is still then, terrifying, man. That is horrifying. It, it, it's all horrifying. And so I have vivid yeah. memories of that. And then I didn't watch E.T. again until I got the, the two DVD set where you got the uh-huh. 2003 and the 83 version together. Um, and I was like in college when I – finally sat down to watch et in its entirety and the mm-hmm. same with indiana jones i was at a sleepover as a kid and all i remember from that is you know kaliman like especially like kids <laughs> don't really know movies on vhs on a tube tv are 30 percent more terrifying than they <laughs> yeah, are yeah. in high definition <laughs> so for sure like, for sure 
So <laughs> I remember being terrified by that and then not watching Indiana Jones again until again, I was like in okay. college. So okay. I can't imagine like you showing your kid Jurassic Park right now. Like I get it. Like as an, you, you want to share that with them, but I would almost like, you know, for you or like any parent out there, it's like, yeah. wait until your kid is, is old enough to like start, like really like collecting those memories Com- and really holding on to those and... memories because I think Jurassic is so important. It's the same thing with like star Wars, right? Like I would, I would hope that like parents, I get it. Parents are super excited because they want to share it with their kids, <laughs> but you also want your kid to remember that first time too. So I know, I know it's, it's impossible, man. I've, I've been saying this for years that like, I need to introduce my kid at the right time. You know, I want him to, to feel impacted by these movies and, Star Wars, you know, specifically uh, because of the whole like reveal, you know, and that's everybody's question is how do you watch? What order do you watch those movies? Originals and, first. But here's the thing. It's going to really, really disappoint everybody. I just <laughs> last night, you know, it was the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. That was the first movie I ever put on for him uh, as far as Star Wars is concerned. <laughs> the worst. The worst. <laughs> Now, granted, we did not get to the end, so he does not know the whole reveal. He didn't see that part. But I, I for years, you know, and all this stuff, even before he was born, I'm like, oh my god, when do I show him that? But, but even stuff like Toy Story, which he watches constantly, r- ruins the reveal of Darth Vader. So, what are you gonna do? It, 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 it that 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 impact is no longer there because he'll be like oh i remember that from toy story and i'm like no that's not how it works <laughs> what did you do <laughs> but like but um yeah we watched we watched part of empire and then today we watched a, a part of a new hope and uh yeah he can't really sit still through a whole thing uh for some new movies sure. actually et we watch et constantly we watch ghostbusters constantly and he, he is not afraid of any – he ain't afraid of no ghosts is, is what it comes that's, down hey, to. That's you know? all right. <laughs> or ETs. Uh, and I – now here's very questionable stuff going on. I, I also put on signs the other day. <laughs> what are you doing over there? What are you doing? I don't know, man. I, I put on signs. I'm like, I love this movie. It's not, it's not all that scary. And he's like – we were talking about aliens. So he was like into aliens for that oh, man, movie. Just give him like Poltergeist, um, Candyman. I might uh, – might stu- like yeah. Aliens. <laughs> Get an alien. I might step oh, in there. Man. I might step in there, but I have I've not watched Jurassic with him yet because I feel like that's going to be too violent. Um, but we we have watched um, the Brachiosaurus scene and the sick Triceratops. So then I thought to myself, Oh no, I've ruined the moment where the Brachiosaurus shows up for the first time, and that's the first time you see a dinosaur. You know, like. <laughs> but whatever it you know it, it is what to, it is. I don't I don't think that. he. In in the age of like memes and and constant content online and videos here and there and you know compilations of everything, it's kind of hard to escape all this imagery and dialogue and reveals and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know. But what are we even talking about anymore? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this, got, this got very skewed away from Jurassic Park. It did, but I don't know. Uh, oh, the age demographic, I guess, for Camp Cretaceous. Um, sure. This, uh, I, I would totally feel comfortable at least knowing absolutely nothing about this. I would feel comfortable showing this <laughs> to him is what it comes down to. <laughs> Watch it be the most violent animated series ever uh, created. I mean, that would be great. And I did, I did ask that question to uh, a group of people. I thought, you know, Rebels which you know star wars rebels which you know if if you want to point out that you don't like the way it looks sure 
Um, but when it comes down to it, like I said, it skewed really young, but then it became some of the best Star Wars there is um, ever. I, I, I'll, I'm, you know, I, I'm comfortable enough to admit that that has some of the best Star Wars you'll ever ever see anywhere. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know what to assume from Camp Cretaceous. Will this contain some of the best Jurassic that we've ever seen? I don't know. Man, I, mean, I feel like I gotta. I'm gonna. I think it's a safe guess to say no. You, I, yeah, I I kind of I kind of side with that too. I I mean I don't know. I, it's hard to tell right now, obviously, but I'm skewing no as well. I'm skewing towards like. Not that their age demographic will be the same, but I'm skewing towards when I'm done with Camp Cretaceous. I feel about Camp Cretaceous the way I feel about the Lego stuff, which is, yeah, they exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happened. <sighs> and, and uh, you know, maybe one day I'll go back to it. But, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, and, I think this is, for me, I, my best guess is this is probably going to be a, a one then done kind of thing. And... Who know again? Prove me wrong. That's exactly all I yeah. want throughout this whole series. Be, all of Jurassic, just prove me wrong. Like I, take the negative feelings that I have and just banish them. You know. So <laughs> yeah, and I think this show is set up for multiple seasons. So um, what what I need from from them and yeah, what I need from Colin or whoever it is is to say that this matters. I, I don't need anybody to say that this is soft canon or, or, or you know, yeah, canon 100%. adjacent or whatever. This needs to matter. And if if somebody says that it's soft canon, it goes right in that column that you just brought up, the fact that the Lego stuff, I watched, I watched it all the other day in one day, and then I, and I forgot all about it. I have no clue. I don't remember what happens anywhere. Um, it's fine. It, it's fun. It's very fun to watch. It's a great se- series, but ultimately it doesn't matter. And and that's sad to say because there's a lot of hard work and creation, and I think some of the creation that went into that, like the um, the jokes and and the uh, Easter eggs and all that stuff, is top notch. Like you cannot get better. Like they, the way that they understand this series is maybe better than anybody else. To be honest, I think right. the way that they understand all the comedy and the the jokes and and the Easter eggs and all that, it's perfect. But in, at the end of the day, it's not canon, so it doesn't really. Well, it doesn't stay for me. It doesn't like and sit that's there. Why, that's why Jurassic World Live Tour is it's it's like tragic, right? Because I remember mm-hmm. I remember talking, I remember seeing that show. I remember at the end talking to the directors or the writers and being like, "You have created some of the best Jurassic content since the Lost World." Like yeah. hands down, that story, whether or not you agree with the style or the actors' portrayal <laughs> of characters, the story itself is one of the yeah. best pieces of Jurassic content we've had, or at least one of the most original. But as soon as Trevorrow is like, well, we have this thing called soft cannon. It's like, mm. Oh, it's so deflating. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just really. want, you want the stuff to matter. I know there's people out there who are like, Oh, you don't need cannon. And it's like, but as a kid, man, I, I thrived. I just, and you, I've told you this before. I just wanted that man on that collector card shooting that Pteranodon to matter, but it didn't matter until Trevorrow made it matter yeah. in, Lost yeah. World, in Jurassic World, right? So, like, there, all that extra stuff that we had as kids, I wish, you know, it was like, oh, the bad elements of the comics, sure, great. This doesn't canon, so none of that stuff counts. But there were great elements surrounding Jurassic Park in the 90s 
that and none of it mattered because as soon as the lost world came out it stepped on all of that and then as soon as jurassic park 3 came out it stepped on all of that and it was like why doesn't this stuff that i invest time into why doesn't it matter towards the thing i love and i think that's i'm still craving that 25 26 years later you know yeah so i don't know and i mean we've we've made this argument time and time again but at the end of the day we always conclude with like it's a mess it doesn't matter like it is what it is like if this ends up not being canon maybe it'll have more of an impact on us because it's 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 more in line with the with the real world than lego is um sure and and i'm sure i will remember this much more than i do the lego stuff um and and I think you know, despite what we we were saying, like, will it have an impact? Will it be some of the most the best Jurassic we've ever seen? I think there's still a chance. I think there's a slim chance. I mean, you just said it right there, and I was going to bring that up actually as well. Jurassic World Live Tour. It, it's some of the best Jurassic there is, and they did it in a medium that is not film whatsoever at all. You know, yeah. it's not yeah, it's not a traditional medium. So what they did there in front of us on a stage what like you said and you almost described this show exactly our exact conversation is whether you agree with the style of the show whether you agree with uh the acting choices or whatever it was still a great story so i think there's that that right. optimism there that this despite what you think about this art and and the way it looks um it could be one of the best Jurassic's we have so i'm 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 trying to be optimistic about it i i have no reason yeah. to not be um yeah and I, I, I know, you know, I know um, Star Wars and stuff subverts, subverts your expectations when it comes to animated content. So um, I, I don't expect any different. The only thing that concerning that is concerning is the fact that like the Fast and Furious franchise show, uh, which is also animated, also on Netflix, also by DreamWorks, it was not really reviewed very well. So um, here's hoping that maybe this is taken a little bit more seriously than Fast and Furious. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm down for those tree, those tree houses though. So yeah, and and like we were talking about Jurassic World live tour, that was some of the best aspects of that was world building, and and that's yep. really what we want. We want to build this world out. Um, and uh, you kind of you t- kind of talked about the stuff from your childhood, the stuff that um, everything else kind of stepped on its toes and stuff. Uh, you know, that's come out recently, um, or you know, in the past hour over time, years. right? Like over time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one one thing that kind of is is potentially making a return here um, is uh, we'll see. I mean, we have no clue if this is related whatsoever, <laughs> but um, we have the a Carnotaurus here that was kind of really uh, revealed. Oh yeah, um, that's I know. I know Jurassic Outpost posted this on Instagram. There wasn't really a lot of context. I, I don't believe um, it, it just says that it appeared online. And we're uh, unsure of where and when it will go on sale, um, but we have a a clear Carnotaurus. So this is the at least the image is showcasing of uh, you know box art here, which is the same box art as the Control and Conquer uh, Carnotaurus, and it actually the weird. render it's on got the, the box painted version of it. So yeah, it's, it has the painted version on there. Um, but the render or whatever this is, I don't, I don't know if it's not a render, but it looks like there's a physical toy in there that is clear. And when it comes to clear stuff, I feel like that usually means camouflage, right? That means Indominus Rex. Right. There, there's a bunch of Indominus Rex toys that they've produced over time that are clear 
and that always refers to the fact that that are thing they? can camouflage. Yeah, they're usually like the mini ones or something like that. That, oh, yeah, yeah, that, okay. that are the clear ones. Um, and it's just kind of the fact, I think it's it's storytelling that storytelling you that this is invisible. <laughs> this thing is right. invisible. You can see straight through it. It's It's not there. But yet it's a white looking toy that's, you know, right yeah. there. Um, so is this clear Carnotaurus? Is this legit? Is this a real toy? I mean, it seems to be. It seems to be real. Um, what so is why this? Would it be, why would it be the Command and Conquer Carnotaurus? See, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with this image because honestly, the, the, the wording looks a little bungled on there. Like it looks like. Okay kind of messed up i don't really know where this is all coming from so uh i just thought it would be interesting to bring up um because we do know that there's a uh, you know the carnotaurus toro in camp cretaceous and we do know that um a bunch of the stuff that they revealed at uh, new york toy fair um is considered part of camp cretaceous and we just saw bumpy before um, right okay. so and and there has been other characters and stuff at least as far as we know that these are really official and, and really related, but you got Toro, like I said, the other Carnotaurus that was in the image um, before of the, uh, where is that? The kids, you got Toro, you got Bumpy, you've got, apparently there's um, three Baryonyx. One's named Limbo. One's right. named, Gr- one's named Grim. One's named Chaos. And there's also, um, apparently a Parasaurolophus coming up that's kind of listed as biolumin- bioluminescent. So that Which, kind of has that same... It is. <laughs> go ahead. I, um, yeah. I don't want to go... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe don't go ahead. Because, I, yeah, I know where you're talking, what you're talking about. Um, but it, it's a, it's a thing... It's an interesting thing that kind of has an ongoing thing here <laughs> with Jurassic, is this this bioluminescent trait um that you find in these dinosaurs and even specifically you saw it that was part of the um traits of the indominus rex um so with the cuttlefish and stuff like that right oh the, yeah yeah, the, yeah okay yeah uh, i believe i believe it was that trait. Well, i thought that I was more linked to like that was linked more to the camouflage aspect oh cam- yeah maybe that was the camouflage but i think there was some sort of oh i don't know maybe maybe i'm just getting it wrong um i don't know but we've heard about it a lot um, and we have this thing, which is this kind of leaning towards bioluminescent uh, dinosaur this here. I don't know. Figure? I don't know. Maybe um, we have this same looking Parasaurolophus that is also seems to be clear. Um, that's listed as bioluminescent. So I don't know. Are we are we going bioluminescent? Are we going camouflage? Are we going you know back to the Lost World novel with these camouflage dinosaurs like this? Um, so in my opinion, that is one of the greatest disservices of anything that's been translated from the books to the movies. It's that they have not done camouflage as a, I don't want to say as a story point because the, uh, Indominus had camo, but the, the camo for the Indominus was one shot of, Oh, there's trees, and now you start to see the outline of a dinosaur form, and then oh, it can camouflage, and then like all heck breaks loose, and it's done and it's over. I would love for the camouflage to be like an actual like story point, mm-hmm. like 
Yeah. You know, the kids are constantly afraid of chaos or, or Toro based on the fact that like, they know he can camouflage. They never know where he or she's going to be. And Mm -hmm. so I would love for that to be a story thing. I think it's been, I think it's a crime that they've not really brought the camouflaging Carnotaurs specifically uh, to film because I think that's one of the most interesting things that Crichton ever introduced in in the entire series, right? It's that like because when you think of camouflaging reptiles, I think of like very small like chameleons or something, yeah. you know. And to have this giant beast of an animal that can hide in such a way is absolutely yeah. terrifying. And so I wish they would have like focused on it more. And I think that's what everyone is like kind of hoping for is that this toy happens and it's a big nod to the Crichton book of the camouflaging Carno. So yeah, I, don't, I know I there's no, I know there's another moment in Jurassic world where like it's the Ankylosaurus moment where it, it's kind of camoing in there too, but we never really got like that invisible kind of camo style i think that you're kind of like referring to in a way like you but want the ca- camo like isn't necessarily visible it's... i know but yeah but you you want it to to blend and i never really i always like felt like the indominus is right there like i know what especially in the beginning where which kind of plays into this too it's like you didn't tell me it was white i'm like i don't know that that wasn't really camoing but i guess what is the main color of is it just a grayish white for the the indominus grayish white is the main color and then it just goes to whatever it wants but i yeah i would have loved a a different model of that like in the toy or something like a camoed version not a an invisible dinosaur but um one that kind of like maybe blended in with the trees or something like that that would have been really cool yeah like a green variant or something Yeah, yeah yeah but this uh, as far as the camo goes, like I would, I would love a camouflage like like that invisible. I know it's two di- two separate things, but like when you're talking about something that is like cloaking itself against the backdrop, like it's essentially invisible at that point. Like you just don't know it's there. Well, so and you're also that, talking uh, about an animal's like DNA in the skin in nature things and <laughs> versus <laughs> like versus plastic, right? Like yeah. how do you achieve that in plastic? The only way to achieve that in plastic is either to have it be one color that's a variant of what you saw on screen or be clear plastic. Like that's really it. Yeah. And I think as far as the, the clear plastic goes, going back to when I was a kid and stuff like that, I, I think I could very well sit there with a clear plastic toy and be like, this one is not there. You don't see it. You know, like as far as I'm playing, I've got my human characters and I'm walking this one and I'm going with my human characters. I'm like, I don't see anything. There's nothing there, but I'm stomping along this Carnotaurus right up to them, and then it just destroys them. Um, so right. that, to me, yeah, yeah. It, it, it speaks to invisibility in a way, like where it's camouflaging in where they just don't see it. Um, right. So I I like that. It, it's it's very cloaked. It's very cool. Um, if it's legit, I guess, um, I would like to see that. But this something like this kind of it doesn't necessarily seem like something you'd see on Target's shelf or Walmart's shelf, right? This seems like a, an online purchase or something. Like entertainment get from Earth. Like, yeah, like Entertainment Earth or, or like a, a comic show or something like that where you have to actually go in person to order the thing. Or It, it really yeah. seems like a variant that would be there and not in physical I, retail I don't locations. think you'll ever see this on a Walmart shelf, ever. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to be comic do you, i wonder if it was a comic-con thing i mean comic-con got canceled this year right so yeah 
Yeah, they might have to look for a new home or something. Um, And, you know, last Comic-Con, we had the John Hammond. Would this be enough? Would this this invisible-ish thing be enough? Um, I don't know. I I would not go ballistic for an exclusive invisible Carnotaur as I did for the John Hammond. And maybe... Oh, no. if this was something like that, maybe they kind of learned their lesson. Like, Hey, we can do variants. We just can't do a John Hammond level of variant. We got to do something mm-hmm. that people aren't going to like murder each other. for. I guess, I guess. Um, Dude, I, and when it I, comes to any kind of exclusive, it doesn't really matter what it is. I don't feel like it's oh, an exclusive. For me, it's you big, know? Like for me, it's important. Like uh, for dude, you, go but back for scalpers conversations <laughs> about that Hammond thing, man, I was not a happy person. No, no, not at all. But as far as like, it'll still be a madhouse probably trying to get this thing if if you do sure. so choose to get it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, is it this could? I don't know what this is. I don't know if it has any ties to Camp Cretaceous, but it could be an interesting addition for sure. Um, I don't know. A deadly addition to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. It's nothing that like I'm gonna like actively like. I wouldn't go to Comic Con. I wouldn't pay like an absorbent amount of money for this thing. Like, no. I think my first Hammond I paid like thirty bucks for or something, um, and that was before Entertainment Earth was like, oh, and we're gonna sell you ten of them at a time for you yeah. know ten bucks a pop. But um, yeah, I, I, this is something that like if it was an exclusive to like Comic Con, this doesn't make me as angry as hammond being exclusive to comic-con if that makes any sense yeah yeah they could always ship it to like a theme park or something too um that could be a cool exclusive for a theme park um yeah but i think the idea that this could be something maybe we see in camp cretaceous would be really really cool and exciting like to see these kids trying to hide from something or bumpy getting thrown up in the air invisibly uh would be really cool i don't know now here's the question: Is this is there any potential that this is just a like a mold uh, test or like a, a, a not a trial? What's the word I'm looking for? Like a yeah, I think a prototype, like a, like a prototype. It, it's very very possible. Um, that's why I was saying I don't know what this is, and the box art itself isn't really lending us to believe that it's legit, um, right? like conquer is all messed up in the spelling there. And the, like you, you pointed out the full color version is on the, the bottom of the box. Um, it very well could just be a prototype that somebody put in there, but this is, it looks like a legit, you know, like, um, uh, maybe they were just trying to get like this, the sizing or something in the prototype pictures or something. I have no idea. I have, it's not a production still because the animal is like falling over in the box. Like they're not going to like professionally oh, well, photograph that maybe oh. yeah but this yeah that that control and conquer thing you can position it in any way but um maybe that maybe this is a test to see which way they liked the actual figure positioned before they painted it you know i just i, I can't imagine that they've got an animal that camouflages and they don't call this thing the camouflaging carno or like extreme camo carno or something like there's no way they don't use that alliteration Right, command yeah. and conquer Carno, right? Like, <laughs> which there's you, there's too many of those to be honest. I don't really love the fact that there's so many descriptive terms 
terminologies for these because it just makes it all very confusing for me. I'm like, which one was it? It was the control control kick. But I don't know. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) When when we were kids, it was Dilophosaurus, electronic (laughs) Dilophosaurus. Yeah, remember that? You remember the orange one? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, they got they've gotten super creative with their with their titling, and I guess that's fine. Um, It stands out. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know really what's more to say on this one. If it comes out, I'll I'll try to get it. But yeah, my do collecting know that is my collecting is changing now that I have a closet full of uh, uh-huh. Mattel stuff. My collecting mentality is changing. Of well, it's not really about getting everything anymore because we know this is going to go on now for another five to ten years. It's about mm-hmm. yeah. filling. It's about filling my park with what i want and so like for me like when i got the command and conquer car taurus i like that better than the originals i might start selling off my original car taurus is my original mm. mattel ones and using that money to get another command and conquer because i like that mold better i like that size better i like the fact that it roars like at this point it's about filling yeah. out my park the way that i see it and the way i want it like ankylosaurs i have multiples of two paint jobs I'm good on ankylosaurs. Like I don't think yeah. I will ever need one ever again. So like my collecting mentality is changing when it comes to Jurassic world. And is that oversaturation or is that just me coming to the realization that this is just going to go on forever? Like star Wars does, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. And that, that's the complaint right now with, with all the star Wars toys is like, Oh, nothing new. It's all just, this is re-releases of, uh, 40th anniversary of uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back toys. It's like, yeah. ugh. But every, you know, the collectors are still getting them. Um, I got a bunch uh the other day from uh, Empire Strikes Back. So I mean, this Leia that I have right here is amazing, like a, uh, incredible looking. And even the Black Series stuff, it, it it tends to get better and better as it goes on. But um, I don't know. It, it is like something like this is going to be like. Do you need this in your collection? I I've been able to pick and choose with a lot of the bigger dinosaurs, like the Spinosaurus that came out, the blue one. I'm like, I don't need that. Um, the right, tar- yeah. Tarbosaurus. I'm like, I don't, I don't need the Tarbosaurus. Um, the there's, there's another one out there right now. The uh, Cryolophosaurus. I still have not gotten that. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't really need it right now. Um, even some of the original stuff I never got around to, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of confused with all this primal attack stuff this might not be the box art there's a possibility we do know that there are other boxes outside of bumpy that are camp cretaceous related so right you know this this could just be some sort of test or you know prototype or whatever we don't know what this is but i'm i i think it would be cool to see at least despite not necessarily wanting it myself (laughs) it would be cool for others yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna go like go out of my way to hunt it down. But if I'm enter- if I'm on Entertainment Earth and they've got them easily available to order, you know, I remember, I remember when the Spinosaurus came out and it was only available in the UK. I remember it was like, what blood do I gotta sell to get this <laughs> thing shipped? You know, what yeah. organs can I can I part with to get this thing yeah. shipped to to the states um, or to Canada? And yeah. yeah, like you said, with the blue Spino, like. Yeah, it would have been nice, but I didn't come across one naturally. I'm not going to pay the prices to get one. Like, okay, I guess I don't really need one. Um, sure. I had this 
I had this conversation with you earlier about the Sarasukis, which if anybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows, I was super stoked about that. And then the, the, all this virus stuff hit and I was thinking today it came to mind. I was like, Hey, I wonder if that ever like came through. And I was just like looking through my Amazon orders. Like, Oh yeah. One was shipped to the States for me. But like my mentality right now is like, wow, there's so many more things important in my life right now (laughs) than collecting mass amounts of plastic dinosaurs. So I don't know. I I think Mattel might be in a little bit of trouble in that sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a weird time for collecting, uh, specifically Jurassic stuff. I feel like right now there's not after the, the initial wave of primal attack stuff, there's been no restocks and, you know, stores are very odd right now trying to go in there. It's like, as far as going on a toy hunt is concerned, it's like almost non-existent. I, I quickly browse through that real quick. I'm like, ah, nothing new. And that's it. Um, right. but and then, then you have the problem of like you just mentioned that like there was the original Carnotaurus, which um, I, I think was that's still my great toy. Yeah, I think that's still my favorite one. But you mentioned the sizing issue; it definitely seems small. And I don't know; I just think it's very, very cool looking, though. It's a very Crash McCreary, very stoic looking. I love the way it's posed, but yeah, it is kind of undersized and I I love the paint job on that. I don't necessarily love the new one as far as the paint job's concerned. I think it's a little soft. I mentioned before that it's kind of a little cartoony, which maybe plays into the fact that maybe it's, maybe there, I don't know, maybe there's two of these corner tours in the show. Um, because we do know that they're at least from fallen kingdom, at least right there, there was two in the movie. There was, I think there was one even with the scratches on the nose, right? So I, I, are we to believe that that's Toro in the end of that movie? Um, because at the end, there's a, another one. So um, I don't know. But it, with a third toy, I'm like, is that oversaturating this? Because we have, we have the c- Control and Conquer. Then we have Toro coming out, which is the exact same thing as the Control and Conquer, just repainted. And then we have this exact, maybe exact same thing as the Control and Conquer, just unpainted. That's a that's a little bit of an oversaturation, I think, as far as the Carnotaurus is concerned. I mean, as long as Mattel releases two decent paint jobs, they kind of lose me after two because I'm kind of just like, well, I've got, you know, I've got my boy dinosaur and my girl dinosaur. And it, I, I get that Jurassic World tried to set this precedent that like, no, the dinosaurs can be any color because they come from different batches. But I still very much have that mentality, that lost world mentality that I had as in 97, which was... Mm-hmm you know, Lost World introduced the concept of the male dinosaur in the franchise. And you did, you had two styles of Raptor in that. I, we did, there were two styles of Raptor in that movie, correct? There was like there the tiger. Are, but like, I don't really see it all that much, but there are, you know, I don't, I don't the look out for it. To be honest, but... more, the tiger stripe is definitely more um, prominent in that movie, mm-hmm. but I'm like convinced that there's still just like a standard Brown one. There is, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, for somewhere in the marketing or something, you know, they they convinced me in my head that, yeah, now there's there's male and female dinosaurs. And mm-hmm. I feel like I still kind of carry that with me in my dinosaur collecting where it's like, well, what do I do with this random weird third repaint? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with it, you know? Yeah. Um, which is just me just from when I was a kid, you know? So, yeah. You know, I don't know. I think how can Mattel just keep repainting these things 
Um, Cause you know, they're not, it's not like Han Solo, right? It's not like, Oh, this Han Solo <laughs> now has this weapon. It's like, okay, it's just another ankylosaurus. Like what, what makes this new one special aside from the new paint job, you know? Yeah. That's where like something like this needs to come with uh, two mercenaries or, you know, two ACU troopers or something. Um, or, or you, or you put in, or you put in like one of, yeah, one of these kids or something like that. Like that would be an interesting way to sell it, you know, because if they yeah. did that, if they're like, well, you, we're not doing a, these smaller, you know, attack pack style kid variants. So you're not going to get just them solely alone, but, but we'll throw them in with this control and conquer invisible uh, cloaking camouflage dinosaur. Um, you know, then I think I you'd be like, was- well, maybe. <laughs> I might have said this to you before, but I thought that was like one of Hasbro's. I thought that was the dumbest thing Hasbro had done, which was sell when they had like their the the line that came out around JP3D, which was just the Allosaurus and the Pachyrhinosaurus. Um, those came with human figures. I remember being like, "This is dumb." Like, so if I buy like two Allosaurus, I get two of this like same human. Like that doesn't seem right. Why wouldn't you just sell this mm-hmm. separately? But after seeing what I've seen with Mattel, it's like, oh, no, like you have to sell humans with these dinosaurs. I think that's where they have to go if if I ever want to see human figures again. Yeah, because I don't I don't think we'll get human figures with Camp Cretaceous at all. I think you'll get dinosaurs and that'll be it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I wonder if they'll follow the um, Hasbro format with the Star Wars stuff because they have. Well, Hasbro has so many variants at this point, but like they, they've kind of backed off or fully backed off, I guess, like the three and three quarter inch, like new stuff. You're getting some retro stuff right now, but they do have the six inch black series and then they're doing the Galaxy of Adventure stuff. And that's where this would exceed, um, excel, I guess, um, is uh, the more cartoony variants of they're kind of like um, four and a half, four, four inch, I think. Or something like that. They're they're very cartoony yeah. variants of the Star Wars characters. Yeah, I just I don't want another scale change. No, like me handle thirds. No, this would be a fourth scale in the Jurassic line. Like, I've got my jeeps. Like, I bought like three of those jeeps. Like, if they came yeah. out with explorers, I want the explorers in that size. You know, if they came out with the well, uh, this the hump, this would be I something different. This, like the 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 galaxy of adventure stuff is um it's its own thing like it's it's self-contained um so i i think if they were to do this it would it would be confusing for sure um but maybe if they did just the humans in that weird scale and the cartoony versions they would just be their own thing and i don't you wouldn't really line them up with the the, the jeeps and and the other dinosaurs so like outside but, of like what star wars does with like imagine techs or whatever that imagine brand next. is um, yeah do they do Imagine X too? I mean, Jurassic does Imagine X, um, and uh, there is a I line mean, that is the it's the it's the competing line okay, of whatever Hat, they or, have. Like, they have something hmm. very similar. Yeah, I'm not too sure what theirs is, but um, I don't see that happening because like it's already too confusing as it is, and Bumpy is in the same scale. That's what the, the they put it as. It's in the same scale as the other toys. And I just don't get, that doesn't make sense to me, but um, I don't know. I think we will see the humans though. I do. I do think we will. And I hope that's not the tease that we were getting when I interviewed them. And they're like, humans are coming. They will be coming in the future. 
I hope it's not that it's only these cartoony ones that you'll see from the show. <laughs> I hope that was not the tease. No, I think I think for the next movie for Dominion we'll get more humans, but I That's for sure, yeah. I think it's going to be wildly different than what we experience with Fallen Kingdom. I think it's going to be humans with other mm. props. You know, or yeah. hey, if they were wanted to borrow something from the past, humans with babies and weaponry like that's a $15 toy right there like Mm -hmm. you know so I don't know yeah I don't know but I think we've probably exhausted everything what do you think I think we've exhausted everything (laughs) and if you're still watching this video thank you yeah thank you this is a two hour video right here so let's wind it down Uh, Aaron where can everybody find you online Uh, everyone can find me on Twitter at Aaron D. Byer and uh, that's about it right now. That's it. Awesome. That's well, it. <laughs> I guess uh, thank you, everybody. You can follow me at Jurassic Park Pod on Twitter and myself at Brad Jost on Twitter. Thank you so much for watching this video. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And oh, uh, join we say the Facebook we... group. Oh, yeah. Join the Facebook group. Answer the two questions. Who's a, uh, a person from the franchise, uh, an actor or actress who is a... Um, a contributor or host on the podcast. Two there very are simple questions. Below us. Those are the answers. Yeah. You'll see them right down there if you're watching this. If you're listening, just listen better. My name is Brad. That's Aaron. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for joining me. What do you say we had out of here? Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening to the 235th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to Aaron for joining me for another Jurassic Wire segment. I love this segment so much. And I know I mentioned the visual component earlier. If you didn't catch that, that was so much fun as well. Um, Or you could just kind of scrub through the video if you want to see some of the images that we were talking about. But, uh, yeah, I, I love, you know, the... The way, I guess, that these conversations flow between me and Aaron, um, it's just so much fun. And we just continually go down the rabbit hole and get get on tangents and uh, still, I think, come up with some pretty good discussion based off, you know, whatever the latest community topics are. And I felt like this past month, there's been a lot of community topics and we tried to focus it in this month and just discuss the three. But of course, we branch off from there. But it was so much fun and I cannot wait to see what Jurassic June brings so me and Aaron can discuss it with you guys again on the show. And also, thank you so much. Like I mentioned earlier uh, in the intro, the fact that this show has been around for five years, you get to see it grow along each episode and each year. It, it just really, I feel like it gets better and better. And I I really appreciate each and every one of you for listening. I, I'm not just saying that. I really, really do. It makes, it makes me feel really good that you guys are along for the ride and you, you know, take your time to listen to 235 episodes. And if you're new to the show, I... I I appreciate that, and I I still hear constantly that new people are finding the show each and every week, and it it blows my mind. I really, uh, I don't understand, (laughs) but uh, it's just something that I produce and I listen to and edit, and I'm like, "Uh, I hope it's good. I hope people like it, and five years later, we're still here doing it, so I guess it's going well. Um, I guess it's working out, so 
I appreciate everybody out there following myself, following, you know, the podcast feeds, the contributors, everybody out there. It's it's really awesome. Um, and again, thank you so much to each and every one of our contributors for uh, pulling together just such quality content and, and quality shows each and every week. And I, I love you all. I love everybody out there that's listening. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks. Saddle off. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.